What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 12. Um, we have a special guest today, Kyle Stewart. What's up, y'all? Round of applause. <laughs> So, I mean, Kyle, I don't know, how, how long have I known you for? Do you remember? Uh, a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. So, I mean, he was kind of like Chris, but like a second Chris, like a... Chris 2.0. Chris 2.0. Chris is <laughs> Younger Chris. Yeah. Chris is yeah. Padawan. That's a good way of describing it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's taught us so much and like just like been there with at all the youth groups, some mission trips. He's, he's always like busy a, working at the bank, but He's you know, like the he's leader not. of our disciple group, I yeah. would say. He's like Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he's like Jesus, but like not earthly Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's the goal, right? That's the end goal. All right, Matthew, your turn. Kyle, you've been there since I've been at Crossroads. You've been very good manner and been there for us mostly every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. For but sure. no, he has to have a son. Yeah. Oh, nightly. It's big. Yeah. Um, I've known Kyle. Probably since like sixth grade. Yeah, I, I met you sometime in middle school when I started doing wildlife. So, I think sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, Kyle's the kind of guy that he's like good at every kind of like game. He's like a really enhanced teenager. Like when he plays <laughs> with us. That's, that's really <laughs> the title I'm looking for. Enhanced teenager. Yeah. He's like pretty good at all the games we play at like youth groups and summer camps. So he's always like, like teenager, but better. Yeah, more wise. <laughs> mm. So As a job. I just leveled up. I didn't downgrade to like adult. <laughs> just leveled up. <laughs> leveled up to advanced team. Yeah. That's why he leads our discipleship group of teenagers because he's like a better version of us. <laughs> he can yeah. deal with your guys' stuff more than I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matthew's already slipping into adulthood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to just ask you like some speed round questions. Like, I mean, you can answer them like slowly if you want to, but these are All just right. like some faster questions to answer so people kind of know who you are and just like sure. understand who you are. Yeah. So first question is, what is your testimony? Um, so that, that is a long story. <laughs> In 10 seconds or less, I'm scared. <laughs> 10, <laughs> second, <laughs> 10 second testimony is... Um, I thought I knew Jesus, but I didn't, and then now I do. Nice. That's that's my testimony. Uh, no, my my testimony is, uh, you know, the short version of it. Grew up in the church. Um, my parents were Christian. I, you know, lived the Christian lifestyle for a super long time. As I got into high school, I started uh, partying, drinking, hanging out with the wrong crowd, and. Um, it wasn't until like two years into that I was like 15, which I know that sounds like two years of drinking. I started when I was 13. Sounds pretty horrible. Um, but yeah, so when I was 15, I just had the whole time throughout that while I was really not seeking God, God was still seeking me. And you got lucky. <laughs> well, I think he's doing that for all of us and we just had to wake up to it. And there was one day after a night of heavy drinking that I, um, was just, just battling with God and constantly battling with him. And he finally was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't deserve to call myself a follower of Jesus Christ. Was there a certain way he talked to you in a way or like, was it through his word or was it just something you felt? Yeah. It was really just like a thought. Uh -huh. really that I, but I knew it was God. I yeah. actually, I was at a buddy's house, woke up and I walked outside and I was like watching the sunrise and I was just like, God, I am horrible. And he's like, I still love you. 
like just change the way you're living. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so, so that day I made a promise to myself and I was like, I'm doing this for God. I'm doing this for my parents cause I want to stop lying to them. And I'm doing this for my future wife cause she doesn't deserve yeah. this person that I've become. I mean, that's a huge thing we talk about is when we accept Jesus, we say, I believe in you. And then people always forget the part where they say, I commit my life to you, mm-hmm. which is like the actual hard part. of following Jesus. Oh, yeah. So yeah, actually cool. if, if you guys have time, I would, um, talk to Steve, the pastor here about this, but there's a, he has this, like this diagram that dives into that yeah. and it's, it's super detailed. And I think it, it does a really good job of explaining like salvation and then the process of sanctification and then hopefully our end goal, which would be like not attainable on earth, but the full redemption of who we are in Christ, the perfection that he's calling us to, mm-hmm. which obviously like we're go- we're, we're kind of reaching towards that now, but until we're fully redeemed when he comes back for the second time, that's when we're going to see that full redemption and so full ha- understanding. And yeah. Yeah. And that's so cool. he, he has a really cool diagram that kind of talks about that. And, and I think people a lot of times get stuck on like the I'm saved and I'm being sanctified, but they don't realize like sanctification is God's work within us, but it's also like we have an active part of that as well. That's cool. All right. Second question is what is your biggest mis or what was your biggest misconception about Jesus slash or Christianity? My biggest misconception was if I follow Jesus, I'm going to become this nerd who is not me. Yeah. Right. And I'm just going to be like this Jesus freak who is like, you know, like wearing like khaki pants and like a button down and like walking around with the Bible and being like, Jesus loves you. It's like a Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say it, Luke, but they can say it for all of us. No. And I mean... <laughs> and, and that's again that's a whole nother discussion yeah. um but it, yeah just that where you don't have any personality you're just following this religion yeah you like turn into a robot a, yeah a jesus robot and that was my biggest mis- misconception and i remember specifically in that um uh, in that time where god called me back to him that he was like no you can still be fun you can still be funny you can still like do fun things. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're living proof of that. So yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Third question is what, what's the biggest doubt you had or like, I mean, it almost kind of relates to the first question a little bit, but like the biggest thing you thought that kind of almost debunked Shandy, if that ever was a thing for you. Uh, like, so like the biggest hurdle yeah. for me to, to get over to, I to understand. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I don't know if I have one like on, lock like on tap that i can just be like this is it yeah um i mean for i feel feel like for a lot of people it's like why is there bad things in the world is like one of the top ones but that's pretty easily answered once you start looking into it so unless you're like a beginner christian i think it's hard to remember that noob christian noob christian (laughs) (laughs) i i'm the only one that gets bothered by that (laughs) what the noob christian yeah what why does that bother you just annoying. If you just a noob Christian, maybe just a noob. Every Matthew. time it comes out of Aiden's mouth, it's just <laughs> so these noob Christians out there, <laughs> in like a serious moment. Uh, I get it. It takes away the uh, authenticity of it. But uh, for you, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Aiden, you enjoy it. I'm having the time of my life right now. Yeah, but for me, I think um, I struggled with probably in my late teens, early twenties, after I like been like, all right, God, like, let's do this. I still struggled with the understanding of like, why doesn't my life like just go perfectly? Yeah. 
And I was like, I should win the lottery and just like give money to people and like help out orphans <laughs> and stuff like that. And so that was a big struggle for me just because I was like, there's like, it's, I think the biggest doubt for me was like, if God is real and he blesses those who love him, then my life should be easy. Yeah. Which is false. Yeah. You go read Job and yeah. All the apostles. Oh, yeah, it, gets, getting, it gets harder, a lot harder. Yeah. And I mean, God still does bless you. I can tell you like, I'm not going to list all of them, but there's a lot of things, a lot of ways right now that he is blessing me. I mean, there's just a huge blessing knowing that whatever happens to you in this world, you're pretty much good. Nothing mm-hmm. can really, nothing can take your take salvation you down. away. Yeah. Totally. So that's, that's a huge blessing. Cause like, yeah, we always look for those earthly kind of blessings or comfort, I guess. Right. When those sometimes aren't even really blessings, mm-hmm. but they're like, you know, just worldly desires to make us feel yeah. comfortable and a little dopamine. Wait, no, we, we talked about that one time. What's the word for that? It's like, Private. Instant gratification. Mm. Yeah, dude. <laughs> instant gratification. I could we could do a whole podcast on instant oh, gratification. Boy. All right. Um next question is favorite Bible verse if you have one. Uh I I love so many different Bible verses. Um they're it kind well, of it's a true favorite, you have it memorized. I do, and that's I'm trying to like <laughs> filter through which ones that I want to share. He's at the level where he has multiple ones memorized. <laughs> <laughs> I have He's more than just John shifting 3, through 150 of them. <laughs> uh, no, probably the one that really spoke to me in my early teenage years that helped me to uh, change my trajectory in life, and obviously God changed that through me too. Is Romans twelve two. Um, which says, therefore, like, do not be conformed any longer to the patterns of this world, but be renewed or be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then mm-hmm. you'll be able to test and approve God's perfect will. I guess that's what we used to talk about that's too: sick. is the earthly like gratification versus God's will for your life in a way. Yeah, a little bit. And a cool like that to me was like just proof that God can change how you actually think. Mm-hmm. And if you can change how you think, then you can change how you react to things and change your heart. And once He changes those things, then changes your whole outlook on life that's awesome next question is how do you know god is real um how do i know god is real i, I feel don't like <laughs> <laughs> just kind of hoping to <laughs> like 50 um, chance <laughs> i i mean for me it's answered prayer okay. there are so many things in my life that um would have been impossible without god that um, I like, I, there's just no way that, um, it could have been like, I don't believe in, yeah, it couldn't have been coincidence. Yeah. Like it, there's, I example? have too many coincidences in my life for them to be, <laughs> you know, I don't believe in coincidence. Uh, yeah. One of the examples was like, um, with when Andrea and I got married back in 2015, we hadn't really planned at all where we were going to live. And, um, so we were like, like we hadn't even thought about it. Mm-hmm. And so then one of the ladies that Andrew was nannying for at the time was like, oh yeah, you guys need to put your name in the lottery. You guys need to start applying for rentals and all this stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to rent. <laughs> um, and we, and we had some, we had some money saved so we could like put some down, put money down on a house. Um, but we had like not prepared for it at all. And my income was pretty much like, I worked at a ski shop. It was really low. <laughs> and so like getting approved for a loan was going to be difficult, but none of this stuff had crossed our minds and Andrew's income didn't count because she worked under the table as a nanny. <laughs> and so 
we basically looked like two beggars going to buy a house. Yeah. And so anyway, we got married and or sorry. So we, I proposed then like a couple weeks later, we started, we put in our stuff into the housing lottery. For those of you who don't know, there's a housing lottery in Aspen for, uh, the working class here because normal houses are way too expensive. Cool. So, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's this lottery system. So anyway, it's, it's hard to win. There's a lot of people in the lottery. We put in all of our information. Doesn't it work like the longer you've been here, the more likely or the, like the more balls you have in the basket, basically. No. So it's <laughs> like, you have to be here for four years. And once you're, there's basically like low priority and top priority. If you meet any, all of the top priority criteria, which is like you work here full time, you've been here for four years and you're a liberal something else yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but there's there's like three criteria oh and then you have to like meet the the number of rooms in the house with like how many occupants you're gonna have um so anyway it's either top priority or low priority most people are who are applying are top priority um so anyway long story longer the we ended up applying for a house and we won the first time we ever applied for a house and people were like, no, you didn't. And I was like, yeah, we did. And they were like, that's impossible. And I was like, Jesus. Uh, and still to this day, like people are like, you won on the first try. And I'm like, Jesus like hooked it up <laughs> and, uh, Jesus rigged it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so that was like huge. And then we literally like, we won, we went to the, the bank. And I remember I was working with Andrew's dad at the time I was doing landscaping and I was like, they're going to laugh in my face when I ask for a loan because like, I don't make enough money. And like, we went in there and they were like, we'll make it work. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, no way. And, uh, so then we got married, we like had the loan in the works and they were like, yeah, you can put like five, 10, whatever, however much percent you want to put down. And we had like probably 15 or 16% of the house purchase in cash. So we're like, cool, we'll put 15 or we'll put 10% and like save 5% or something like that. I don't remember. We went on our honeymoon, which was like on this island in the middle of the Caribbean and on our way back, like I didn't have cell service. Mm-hmm. So we get back into Denver and my phone's like, bing, 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 blown up. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? And so I'm like listening to all these voicemails. They're like, Kyle, you need to contact us. Like your loan's not going to go through. And then like the housing office was like, your loan's blowing up. Like you need to fix everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's happening? Um, and so... They, they were basically like, you had to put 20% down and we're like, we don't have 20%. So like we got a friend to loan us $9,000, which was another huge blessing. Can I borrow $5,000? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so that, and we ended up paying it back, which was awesome. Um, but then we, so like, it was literally like when we got back from our honeymoon, we moved into our house mm-hmm. and it was like just this, these string of events. Like we had never seen the house we just were like, Oh, we'll just put our name in the bucket and then bam, won it. We're able to buy it. And, um, still to this day, I'm like, like those few weeks were so chaotic, but it was clear that like God had it in his hands the that's entire cool. time. That's awesome. So it was that, that's one of the, I mean that from, I could go on another 10 minute rant about yeah. nightly and, um, his pregnancy leading up to his birth and just my and Andrew's relationship with that. Um, it was another one of those things that we were like, we'll never have a child or like we, we, we honestly thought we like, we were never gonna get pregnant. 
and then now we have this awesome and child. You got pregnant. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> uh, is there like a certain or like biggest advice for this generation that you have? You're kind of like almost in this generation, but a little, little ahead. Yeah, so. I'm a little bit ahead. Just barely a millennial. I have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a an old heart, an old mind. An old heart. Um, my biggest advice would be to not believe <laughs> everything you see on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like this For those happened. of you who watch <laughs> CNN, don't believe anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that, and just like take time to get off the screen, any screen, and look at other people and spend time with other people. That's cool. Because that, I mean, at the end of your life. You're not going to sit back and be like, man, I wish I would have watched another t- TikTok <laughs> or another 57 TikToks. No, I Unless you're watching you. Firestarters. <laughs> yeah, that's different. That's different. <laughs> I, I totally agree with Kyle on that one because I can share from personal experience from Fortnite. I spent oh, yeah. so the much of spent. my time, my time, my life on that game. And now I'd, I mean, it was fun, but I regret it. Like, I could have yeah, like, done that to learn guitar, piano. I did some more TikToks for us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're coming. Which, which episode do you want me to start off? I'm like any episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, next that, question. I, you know, you're not going to regret spending time with people you love at the end of your life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, besides the Bible, do you have any other favorite books? Ooh, um, I am a huge like fantasy novelist reader. Like I love reading fantasy novels. Um, but. So, like, on the fantasy novel side, I would recommend, highly recommend this book called Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Um, it's about London, and then, like, there's this whole underground, like, world in London. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> um, and there's, like, these crazy, like, it's, like, you So, know, like, Harry Potter. Nah, it's, it's, and it's only one book, so you're not, like, committed not, to it's the... It's also not witchcraft. Ghetto it's not witchcraft. Ghetto Harry Potter. Ghetto, ghetto, I, ghetto it is, Potter. It, is, it isn't witchcraft, but there's definitely, like, some like supernatural stuff happening. So, so it's, it's like a super sick story kind of like yeah. world. Setting. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, I really enjoyed that book. And th- I mean, there's a bunch that I really enjoy. Um, what does God think about it? I think that he <laughs> would find it a very interesting book that one of his creations. Yeah. Have made. Exactly. And I, I don't go too far into it, but I do think that like, yeah, God wants us to foster that creative nature within us because he's a creator and he created us in his image. And so we are creators. Mm-hmm. Not that everyone, one of us needs to write a book, but like find that creative side side of you. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a good one. And then as far as like Christian books go, um, I don't even know. I mean, any of them by any of C.S. Lewis's books are really good. He does a lot of oh, fantasy yeah. stuff too, but it's um, like related to the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Like actually this, uh, C.S. Lewis's, I think it's called the space trilogy. It's these three books and they're all about like these different planets and like a bunch of supernatural stuff, but he poses some really deep, um, like theoretical questions mm-hmm. through the story. That's cool. And so, like it's a really cool way to ponder like Christian existence and God through a novel. That's it's, awesome. it's super cool. I'd, I'd highly recommend it, especially for like, like teenagers. Yeah. It's really cool. So yeah, I'm definitely have to listen to that. Um, biggest or, uh, how do you share the gospel with others? Is there a certain way you do it or does it just kind of depend on the situation? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge like street evangelist where yeah. I'm like, Hey, yeah. you need Jesus. Um, but I, I'm a huge advocate for sharing relationally. 
mm-hmm. um, getting to know people, getting and, and showing that you care. Like that's the, the second greatest commandment. First one is love God. Second one is love others. If we love others and we show them, it, you know, it says in, um, I think it's first Corinthians, like they will know us by our love. Uh, for one another. And so if we show love to others, it and you can just test this out, like actually care about somebody and they're going to be like, what's wrong with you? You're going to be like, I have this thing called Jesus. <laughs> um, That's really good. Cause like it relates to a question we just got for the, um, for the podcast um, by Marianne. And it's, is it good to have close friendships to unbelievers? And it's like super important just for that reason. Totally. So they can see how you live. And then they'll eventually they'll ask why you live that way. For sure. And that comes with a warning too. Shout yeah. out to all my atheist friends. <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. Brennan. <laughs> Hi, Sydney. <laughs> uh, but that, that does come with a warning. Jesus says not to be unequally yoked. Yeah. And when you look at what a yoke is in the Bible, it was where two oxen were connected to one another, pulling a plow. Mm-hmm. And so if you think about like, a really strong oxen being unequally yoked with a really weak oxen and they're both pulling, yeah. they're going to be going in circles. So that also relates to just friendships and not just relationships. Totally. And okay, when never, you look I at, I never thought about it that way. Close, intimate friendships. I would just say that when to take it to a deeper level, like you should have friendships with non-Christians. You should have friendships with atheists, like the yeah. whole spectrum. Right. Um, because it helps you strengthen your faith and hopefully you can share your faith with others. Right. But additionally, you shouldn't be like diving into, like it says in the Bible, do not cast your pearls before swine. Basically like don't throw those golden nuggets to where they're just going to be trampled and thrown out. And Mm -hmm. so when you're looking at fellowship with non-Christians, um, I wouldn't be like diving into and like, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but like entertaining their beliefs. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. Um, so like not being their friend because you agree with them in this certain situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. like, Oh, we can, you know, yeah, we can be friends. But like when you're like, you start talking about deeper stuff, just but pretty much don't change your personality when you're around somebody yeah. and don't change your beliefs, Yeah, you know? So that's cool. Um, biggest, uh, boldest thing you've done for Christ. I don't know if that's kind of a dumb question or not, but, um, Yeah. That's a tough question. Becoming a youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, really being vulnerable with other people yeah. to show them God's love. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't say that like I have, like I have gone out and like, I think you were probably there. I don't remember. Is actually, you might, not, might not have been there. Like dare to share. We went like door to door and like handed people stuff. Lewis was there. <laughs> Um, and so like that sort of stuff is crazy. I've done, I've done, you know, different ministries that way, but I, I think the boldest thing that I've done and I've asked, I, I ask God for boldness all the time is yeah. in my everyday life with the people who see me all the time, actually making sure they know exactly where I stand. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of very, 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 very left leaning coworkers and they are very not Christian. Um, and they all know exactly where I stand. And if you guys want to show other people where you stand, buy this Jesus hat on our website. We got our first uh, purchase actually yesterday. We did? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was like twilight. That zone. was the twilight music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our soundboard man doesn't Wait, have no, no, no. Red one on the left. 
No. No. Bought our first hat. <laughs> Someone bought one item off the store. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now click it again. <laughs> yeah, we need more headphones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. That's good. Um, you have a favorite worship song? What's your thought of worship songs in general? Uh, anything by Brandon Lake right now is just Ooh, so fire. Nice. Like, uh, great. Uh, gratitude is such a good one. Just like heaven, I'm just loving right now too. That's awesome. Are right, we gonna pause and record the cameras again? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Go get mine. <laughs> Oh, okay. Thank you, Luke. Dude, I totally forgot to put my little thingy back. That's why I was so... Oh, what am I reading? Oh, so that's your base is like 73% girls, right? Europe? What's that? Our, our listenership is 73% girls. Really? Yeah. Bro. We're fans. You need Andrew on the podcast, not Kyle. I know. <laughs> we Andrew. Adriana, you said? No, Andrew. Oh, all right, last last question for Kyle. <laughs> question you get asked the most and how you answer it. Like related to Christianity, Yeah, I'm sure. assuming. <laughs> well, Actually, de- the debunking episode will answer a lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The, the question that I, I probably get asked the most is, well, it ranges, but it always is like the hot topic of the day. Like, okay. well, what do you think about abortion? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I go to the Bible. And they're like, well, what do you think about homosexuality? And I'm like, well, the Bible... <laughs> and uh you know and so knowing where you stand in today's world and how the bible answers those questions i think really helps and yeah. so i've had a lot of uh i've had a lot of discussions about that one of my favorite ones was um this guy that i used to work with was like a communist he was also a um like a naturalist okay if you if um, Maybe to describe what a naturalist is. Yeah, so naturalism is the idea that like this is just wood. I am just a collection of water that and minerals, right. and there's no spiritual realm. There's no um, supernatural. Like everything is just what it is. Like they're super against like any sentimental things. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, like this is from my childhood. They're like, it's just a book. <laughs> um, which I agree with some of the aspects of that, but it, it takes it so far to where it's like you're just a pile of rubble from the earth. And so I had a really good conversation with actually a lot of really good conversations with him. Um, But so again, like it always comes back to the Bible. And one of the biggest things that he asked was like, how I was actually a really fun conversation. He was like, how can God be all knowing and all powerful yet we have free will. Mm -hmm. And he's like, because if he's all knowing and all powerful, then he knows where I'm going to go. And basically since him, since he knows what I'm going to do, he's basically making me do what I'm going to do. And I'm like, that's false. And he was, so he was huge anti, like he hated white supremacists. So I was like, let's say, I don't think anyone likes white supremacists. (laughs) (laughs) So, but he was like always outspoken against it. And so I was like, Hey, what if I was like, I know you like a little bit. God knows you way more than I know you, but I know you a little bit. Let's just say a scenario. It's like you're going down the street. There's two bars on the street. One of them has a bunch of leftist communists hanging out in the bar. The other one has a bunch of white supremacists in it. I was like, I know which bar you'd go to, but I'm not going to make you go to that bar. Yeah. And he's like, which bar would I go to? I was like, the one with white supremacists because you want to fight them. He's like, whoa, you're right. <laughs> and I was like, exactly. But like, so like God can have that knowledge about you and still not force you. Yeah. to do what he wants you to do. That's cool. So 
Yeah, I mean, we we've talked about before, and I made a TikTok video, and we got a lot of like. Remember oh, that video? Oh boy! <laughs> like, oh, oh. yeah, that, that, that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you gotta have some some rough spots along the road. I mean, it wasn't rough for us. We just it, it was out of context, and people didn't really. Oh, wanna, like, it's such a theological a subject. Like, if you're getting roasted by a naturalist, you guys tell them that like matter cannot be created or destroyed. You know, so they might as well just be made of poop. <laughs> and they, they will just start crying and run away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how to get rid of because like eventually, like all the the matter on Earth is recycled. Well, yeah, because matter cannot be created nor destroyed, so Got it's it. just like I just like poop. it. I like it. All right, guys. So this next segment, we should call it just like roasting. Christians react. Christians react. That's that's <laughs> the right word for it. So we got a top 10 logistical or logical reasons that prove God does not exist. So we're going to react to this video. And um, we're going like, to watch it all the way through. No, we'll just stop if it. You guys have something to say. I'll just pause it. Right. So just, right. just start saying <laughs> something. I'll debunk it. it. Pretty nice intro. Two minute facts. I love <laughs> okay. that. 10 logical reasons that deny God's existence. So you believe that God exists? This yeah. question is making the rounds these days, but don't wow. be misled. This definitely is not a new generation question. <laughs> it's been debated through years, Sorry, and the Lewis. discussion can go on for centuries. In case you deny the existence of the Almighty and somehow lack evidence to support your side, oh, we you, have you, you covered. There? So there? we. Yeah. I find it really funny how he calls him the Almighty, but refuses to like accept his ex existence. You yeah. can tell he's trying to be like not like um unbiased. Unbiased, yeah, but he's obviously pretty biased. Or like not unbiased, but like he wants to be nice to the Christians as well. He poked like, a, he, he poked well, a little jabs to, like, in this episode. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, come come, <laughs> come to the non with, with the nice music and everything. <laughs> Look how good it is <laughs> to be <laughs> All right. We unveil ten logical reasons that will shake some believers. Number ten poorly <laughs> designed universe. Don't the theists say that God is perfect and the creator of the universe? <sighs> Should we finish the whole question that yeah. he talks about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well then, why did he design the universe and his babies in such poor fashion? We weren't in a hurry to land on Earth. We could have stayed in his creation lab for some more time, if only to become refined beings. If God exists, and it's him who has created us with diseases and malfunctions, do we have a reason to worship him? Number nine. Okay, so this okay. one, this guy has obviously never read the Bible or read Genesis yes, or understand what God, who God is and what free will is. But, I mean, does someone have, like want to answer first? Or? Yeah, I can start with something. So the universe isn't perfect. So let's take that into a literal context. The universe is perfect. How everything, how rocks can form together and make a planet, that's like perfection. Well, everything was perfect until everything the fall. Everything was perfect until and the fall of the fall man, world. which I wrote down right here. Until man brought sin into this world, and that's why it's not perfect. Yeah. Because we're not up in heaven. So, like, that's that's the big question that people always ask is, like, if God's real, why is there so much terrible things happening to us in the world? And it's because we live in a fallen world because of sin. Because there has to be good and bad for there to be some good to choose. Like, there can't be just good. There has to be bad so that there's something good in my head, kind of. And, like, if there's there's two options and people choose bad a lot of the time, which results in a lot of bad things. Mm -hmm. And then all those things are just naturally bad because the world has fallen and not perfect without God's, like, sovereignty, like, fully over in the world, right. I guess. I also want to bring up a verse 
which you can, you can try to be perfect and you can live like Jesus, <clears throat> which is said in Matthew five forty eight. be perfect. Therefore, as your heavenly father is perfect. So if you want to live, try to live the most perfect life, follow Jesus. True. I also just want to point out, this is common with arguing with people who don't share the same beliefs as you. He starts off with saying, don't theists say this. And then he basically puts like, words yeah, like, in our mouth. Side say this. Yeah. So it doesn't even give us the opportunity to say like, this is what we believe. He's like, isn't this what you believe? Yes, it is. And this is why it's <laughs> I mean, it's true what he's saying. And it's a valid point. But yeah. there's a very obvious answer to it, which is there is something to be saved from. That's why Jesus had to come die, die for us. So there was that, the other option to choose him. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I think the imperfect world and being in the end times is the reason we want to go to heaven. So it kind of is a self-answering mm-hmm. question to me. Yeah. Well, and it, again, like God did create a perfect universe. Mm-hmm. He did create a perfect world. There's probably still perfect planets out there. But when he introduced us and like the extreme love of God is why he created us with free will and put us on this earth in the first place. And I can, again, another podcast for that, but we screwed it up. Mm-hmm. And so God's creation isn't, isn't flawed. It's our decisions. Again, because of free will, because going, he loves us, are yeah. flawed. Which that was the only way he could do it. Yeah. So. Number nine, God of gaps. Hey, believers over there, Yo, we agree up? with you. And here's how. <laughs> Wait, what? Now that we have your attention, oh. could you explain the oh, idea God of God of gaps? That is your argument of his existence? You somehow prove God's existence by pointing out phenomenon that science can't explain, and hence, they're facilitated by God. In ancient times, Greeks believed Poseidon to be behind earthquakes, but it's now been proved a scientific activity. Can our lack of knowledge about the universe substitute for the existence of another force? That's not very convincing. Sorry. Number 8. You know what? what? You're so right. I feel so stupid. (laughs) I'm sorry. His argument here is like, back in the day, they couldn't explain it. So then like the stuff that we can't explain now, he's just assuming we're going to be able to explain scientifically. Well, and the cool thing about that is like, God created science. Well, that's the thing too. Like people believe that the earth used to be um, like held up by something. Mm -hmm. So like there's, there's a lot of things like, like people like George Washington, they stuck in like they, they bled him, which is like, they take blood out of you to make you heal better. But then you look in the Bible, which has existed since, you know, Jesus' birth, pretty much. And you look, and it says, like, in Leviticus, it talks about the life of the flesh is in the blood. There's, like, these small nuances in, in like, the Bible that talks about almost science in a way. Or like, he talks about he hangs the earth on nothing in the Bible. When people back then used to think the earth was sat upon, like, turtles or something. <laughs> or, like, also the currents of the earth, like, the currents of, of the oceans is talked about in the Bible. I'm not sure mm-hmm. which verse. But there's, he talks about the currents of the ocean and people didn't know about that until like, like a few hundred years ago. Yeah. So that's like really, like the Bible proves itself in knowing these things that humans didn't even know before scientists. And this is also a big thing with atheists. I see if they don't have the facts, they do not believe it because as Christians, it says in, uh, one Peter eight. the salvation of your souls. So you don't always need facts or you don't have to actually see God as a believer to know he exists. 
Yeah, faith wouldn't exist with pure facts. Then it would just be a fact, like a fact-based belief. Mm-hmm. If I feel like faith needs some sort of, you can't have the full facts to support it. Like, I feel like if Jesus stood right there, it'd be almost. Would it be more than a? F- that's like the definition of faith is kind of hard because like, to have faith, you almost I mean, have to have some sort of just belief. I believe it, but if answer. Jesus. All of, all of a sudden appeared right there. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this for too long. But if we take like a dictionary definition of faith and then compare it to like our personal definition, you can get like a pretty accurate. Um, well, and while you're looking that up, I think it's important to know that the truth that's contained in the Bible is provable, mm-hmm. right? Um, although, like the Bible doesn't say specifically that the sky is blue. Mm-hmm. Um, we can point to the Bible and say, like, God, again, he knew these things before we could have even known them, yeah. Yeah, thought of them, you know? So oh, yeah. So there's two definitions on here, and they kind of complement each other. Um, the first one is complete trust or confidence in something or, some, or in someone or something. And the second is... Strong belief in God or the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. So that's definition of faith. Because maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is just full belief in something and not. Well, I would yeah, I would lean towards the first one, but apply like a religious viewpoint upon that because the second one says um, based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. Mm-hmm. And I think spiritual apprehension could work as proof in a way, but. I always like to look at the Bible <laughs> we know. for definitions. Um, but, and James being one of the greatest books, obviously the whole Bible's awesome, but I just love James. Um, you guys have got to read the Bible. It's like really <laughs> the greatest book of all time. It's pretty sweet. And if you want to start somewhere, um, don't start with James, but <laughs> it's really easy. It's only five chapters long. Um, but in James, he breaks down the relationship between faith and works. And he's talking about how Abraham was justified by his works when he offered Isaac, his son, on the altar. And so his faith was the belief, his trust in God. And he trusted in God without seeing God, without knowing. God made a promise to him. He said, I'm going to like multiply your descendants as great as the stars, stars of the, yeah, of the skies, the, the, sand of the shore seashores right and abraham's like i'm old now i finally just got this miraculous son and god was like go sacrifice him and so his faith is demonstrated by he's still trusting in god even though he sees no way for god to continue to fulfill that promise Mm -hmm. and so yeah again like believing in god trusting in god even though he doesn't see the proof of how god's gonna do it yeah isn't there a verse in the Bible that says, um, blessed are the ones who don't see but believe or in a way? Is that, yeah, yeah, it yeah, actually yeah. is the one that we oh, were okay. looking at mm-hmm. in First in Peter. And there's a couple other ones, too, yeah, that yeah. kind of dive into that. Or like when Jesus holds out his hands with the holes when he returns to the disciples. <laughs> yep. He's like, oh, that's so true. Yeah, because he's talking yeah. to Thomas because he's like, I'm not going to believe until I put my hands. He wants to stick my fingers through uh, <laughs> Jesus' wrist holes. <laughs> I mean, He's gonna see you in heaven. He goes up the high five. Just <laughs> <laughs> right there. I don't think Jesus would go oh, for no, a high five. Not lucid dreaming. 
Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know you're in heaven when you can stick your hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, he does say that to Thomas because he's like, Thomas is like, I'm not gonna believe it until I put my hands in Jesus' holes, and then Jesus is like, Don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus is like, Here you go, Thomas, and Thomas is like, No, no, and he's like, Do it, <laughs> and uh, Thomas is like, All right, and then he's like, Blessed are those who believed yeah. without seeing. Yeah. Number eight, Yo, inconsistency of religions. Just a logical question here. If a metaphysical form exists, then why do we perceive the same thing so differently? Is there any unified view of God, his form, his number, his work, or his expectations from us? If God existed, he would have been bigger, more powerful, and with effect on the universe. The reason we all have different views on him is that he does not exist. We are not perceiving a reality. Rather, we are building on something we made up. Number seven. Okay, actually, I want to I want to touch on that one part where he goes, "God needs to be bigger and more powerful." Yeah, me too. Our God created the universe. How can you get like more powerful than that? No, I'm. I mean, adding on to that, like, if you question the power, I think you're going to hell, bud. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he's still got time. I apologize. Yeah, I apologize in advance, but you're going to hell. Jeez, Aiden. Well, and you know what? The truth, like, I'd love to have this guy on the podcast. Yeah. So we can have a discussion about it. Because he's reach just out, thrown out. out okay, no, he's tr- okay, actually, right? no, yeah. we can't blame this guy. It was probably someone else who just wrote the script. And then, like, <laughs> he has to read it. He's <laughs> yeah, just a voice so, actor. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 because these like top 10 videos, that's usually how they work. Yeah. Someone writes a script, and then the other person. Then well, then we'll reach out to the head people at Crunch. <laughs> yeah, we got to reach out to Crunch. <laughs> Not like the Crunch bar. But, this is just no, Crunch. God is so powerful, he doesn't need to prove himself in that way to us. Exactly. He's like, if you look deep enough, he's in everything. And like, look at your, look at your body, look at your, he, he talks about this later, but look at your consciousness. You can see God in your consciousness. So you know, there's something good and something bad. If God didn't exist, you wouldn't, you could still have that feeling, but it wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. But even to atheists, that feeling still matters. Like, like for example, when that guy stole my camera bag in Denver and brought it back as he felt bad, he had a consciousness. He had something inside of him that said that was wrong. So that just like kind of proves how big God is just in our thoughts and our soul in a way. Yeah, and you go, Kyle. I was just going to say, like, he's talking about the inconsistency of religions, inconsistency of views of God. You know my answer here, right? The Bible. Yeah. The Bible. <laughs> the Bible <laughs> explains it, right? And so if all of us pulled our view of God from the Bible, it would be unified. But it's not because people have misconceptions. They misconstrue what they read. Um, and then obviously there are, you know, large egos, like, Buddha and all those people who have taken that and said, like, we believe something else. Mm. And so then, again, the fallenness of man has created these inconsistencies. And some of those religions are, they're kind of close to the truth, just like close enough to where people believe it and keep living in it Mm -hmm. and don't seek the real truth. Right. And you were talking about God proving himself. Like, Jesus could have proved himself on the cross that he was God. Yeah. But he, could have, he saved himself, or he, he saved died for us, us yeah. for dying. He did so much before the cross, too. Yeah, exactly. They're like, get yourself down from there. He's like, sorry, I just raised people from the dead. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's always the thing that no one talks about in Easter. Is like, didn't like a ton of people get raised from the dead when he died? Or like on the cross? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a crazy part of the Bible. It's like they're, they're like dead people walking around. Yeah. Like oh. telling people about Jesus. <laughs> and so, yeah. It, and it's super, it is, it's like one verse, and they're like, and then, like, people were coming up. Like, yeah, like, anyways. People came out of the graves. Yeah. Anyways. All right. 
So I'm just in the Bible question mark? Okay. <laughs> Number seven, creation of world. We all have our own definitions of God, but one widely accepted trait of the Almighty is that it is He who created the entire universe some 6,000 years ago. Yep. That being said, it should be evident that nothing on the planet is older than this time frame. But that is this not is the favorites. case. Fossils yep. have been found that date back to billions of years. And billions. if God created the world only 6,000 years ago, where did those things pop up from? Can't we deduce that God does Keep not exist, no or at least that the world was not created by him? <laughs> Number six, existence. Cal, you probably have the best I, sense I just, I love this because um, you can actually, the whole Carbon carbon dating is what he's talking about here. Right. Yeah. Like fossils are billions of years old. Um, carbon dating is based off of the breakdown of uranium. So they look at... Yeah, and half-life, right? Exactly. Half the half-life of uranium. And so when they look at that, they're like, oh, well, you know, based off of the perceived rate of breakdown, um, it would be this old. The problem with that whole theory is that it's not consistent there's the breakdown and the the half-life of uranium is volatile it changes and so they're like well you know if it's breaking down at this rate now then that means it started breaking down 10 billion years ago or whatever it is right but you could like take our carbon date of like your shirt and it would be like seven million years old <laughs> because it it breaks down at an inconsistent rate and so what they do is they say, all right, let's say it's breaking down at like one gram per year. That's just an arbitrary number. And then they measure something that they find in a rock layer, and it's also breaking down at one gram per year. Then they're like, it must have been from this rock layer, which means it's from the Jurassic period. And you're like, well, you're using one to create the rule for yeah, itself yeah. essentially and so it's this circular pattern um i mean there's like not even christian scientists that like they say carbon dating is false and it's yeah. like people just uh, like this is kind of almost like a battle between creationism and evolution but like evolutionists just use millions of years as an excuse for pretty much everything they say is like oh how'd this happen oh it just took millions of years that's mm -hmm. how it happened yeah there's literally dinosaur bones that still have blood cells in them those do not survive for six million years yeah. <laughs> like that's it's almost impossible for that to happen um so uh, we we all believe in like a young earth ten thousand years six thousand years mm -hmm. that's kind of what the bible kind of points to but at the end of the day that argument doesn't even matter like it doesn't matter how old the earth is yeah, you gotta like, circle back yeah. to why yeah, yeah. well and even if the earth was 10 billion years old god yeah. still yeah. created He's still it real. Yeah. <laughs> and also the dinosaur part like in Job forty fifteen through twenty four, like these describes like a vision or dream, was it? He talks about a yeah, yeah dinosaur like a looking. brachiosaurus like thing. So uh, that's uh, just also another yeah, evidence in the Bible. It's not even a vision or a dream. Like that, Job is talking about it as it's real. He's talking. Oh. He talks to. He talks about the behemoth and he talks about the leviathan. A lot of Christians believe that the leviathan is Satan. Um, he kind of describes a dragon when he describes the, the leviathan, or what we would think is a dragon. Um, but the behemoth sounds a lot like, uh, what'd you say? Brachiosaurus. Brachiosaurus. Yeah. I'm like, it I talks about its tail being like names. as big as an oak tree and like stuff cedar, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cedar. Cedar. Um, and then also like in a lot of other cultures, and we're talking about dinosaurs now, but like there's, there's so many dragons <laughs> and like creatures like that in like medieval history. So that mm -hmm. kind of goes to prove that those animals didn't like, they've still existed, like not 
like millions of years ago, they stopped existing. There still was some form of them for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at least the like the stories yeah. in those, yeah. those civilizations, right? Yeah. All right, I think we kind of answered that, right? Yeah. For the most part. Number six, existence of evil. When believers say that there's a God, a power which is noble and good, then do they forget the existence of evil in the world? Actually, pause Be right logical. There. Yeah, when we, God, we don't for, we we don't count out the existence of evil. Yeah, it's in like, the Bible oh, that what the religion would exist without evil. Yeah, <laughs> the world is good. <laughs> like I I loved what you said earlier. Like the more the closer you get to Jesus, like the more you want to be with Him in heaven. And I'm like, yeah, the more I look at the, our world, like they're definitely probably like once a week. Nowadays, I'm like, I can't wait to just be with Jesus. <laughs> I'm exactly. so done with this world. <laughs> yeah, Paul says to li- to die is gain. To live for Christ is like, I forgot exactly the verse, but he's pretty much saying like, I'd rather die than stay on this earth, but I know staying on this earth is going to be, is God's will yeah, exactly. to save more of you. He's like, I have a mission on this earth, yeah. but it's going to be awesome when I die. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's stoked for death. On, Should a death, we finish? on the deathbed, everyone's crying, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's where I'm going to be. <laughs> Uh, should we finish the question? God loves us so dearly, then why does he allow evil to exist? If there is God, who allows wars and riots to take place and destroy his creation when by all means he can stop it? Then he is at least not worth worshipping. Number five. Okay, we already answered that. In yeah. The question of why do like little kids and stuff are born like disabled or like our just evil in the world in general. Our world's not perfect. Yeah, our world's fallen. Yeah. It's going to be that way till Jesus comes back mm-hmm. because there's good and evil. And there's free will. And yep. we need to choose between him or the world. So, boom. Number five. Morality needs no religion. Most people believe that in the absence of God and religion, there would be utter chaos leading to a moral axe. But is that really true? Looking at the behavior of a believer and an atheist, <laughs> you'd see that there is little to no difference in their morality. On the other hand, there are more than a few incidents that prove that religious people commit immoral acts in the name of God. So isn't it wrong to relate God with morality? The question of the deity's existence persists yet again. Number four. Okay, that just proves God's existence that that atheists know good and wrong because it's in your soul. It's made in you. If, If God didn't exist, don't listen to your consciousness. There would be no point to listen to your consciousness of good and evil because you're literally just dirt from the earth. So, I mean, that way mm-hmm. it kind of just proves yeah, that t- people t- have a soul. Yeah, and then uh, mentions um, religious people um, <laughs> like, like committing acts of sin, like especially like sexual assault against children. I think that was the one he was trying yeah, to like, preach with the visual. Um, but... I mean, we'll all admit that there's a lot of... Like, we're also hypocrites a lot yeah. of the time. Like we're not perfect but it's like you look at those people it's like that's not the life we're trying to live yeah not all christians are having relations with little boys i think yeah (laughs) i think people i think religious i think people who call themselves religious leaders and do that shouldn't be allowed to call themselves religious leaders also i watched a good video it's called uh here it is why i hate religion but love jesus so to sum it up he basically says like religion it's caused wars Religion's a man-made thing, yeah. while what Jesus spoke, he spoke of love and his mercy. So it's just two very different things. Yeah, Kyle, what's your take on the word religion? I, you know, another shout-out to Steve Woodrow. Um, he has a book called Relational God, and he talks about this all the time. Jesus 
did not create religion. Mm-hmm. Man created religion. Religion is a, essentially religion is a list of things that you have to do in order to go to heaven. If you look at every other religion that we talk about, it comes down to do this, do this, do this. Christianity is Jesus plus nothing. And <laughs> so when you look at that, it's a relationship with God. And and that comes down to not us doing anything, but us believing and trusting him as the savior of the world, our king. Um, and so Christianity, a lot of people view it as a religion because it has to do with God, but mm-hmm. it's not. Um, and that's when people, a lot of times people ask me, so are you religious? I'm like, no, I follow Jesus. <laughs> I try, Jesus to, I try to bring up that point, but I usually just end up saying that I'm religious because it's people don't take it like seriously. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not religious. Uh, I'm a follower of Christ. And then like, um, shame like, <laughs> that, that <is> <laughs> Well, I've had this discussion with people too, where they were like, um, Oh, so you're a Christian. And I was like, you're what you are thinking as a Christian may not be what I am. Yeah. I follow Jesus and I follow Jesus says. And so am I a Christian? Yes. Or what you are imagining your thought of what a Christian is. Is that who I am? Probably not. Mm. So yeah, that's good. All right. This. Do we what? Do we answer? That? What was the question on that one? Those like, jeez. Oh, can you start? Re- oh, commit a moral acts in the name of God. Morality and how so that isn't it wrong to relate God, God with morality? The question of the deity's existence. Yeah, I mean, but think about it. If you didn't have, if you didn't believe in an existence, it wouldn't matter to you if you took a candy bar and walked out of the store without paying for it. Well, but, and I. Obviously, I love where you paused it for us right here. It talks about moral relativism, how morality is not absolute, which our perception of morality isn't really absolute, but God's standard of what is right and what is wrong is absolute. Mm-hmm. So this is a common thing where people are like, I think I'm good enough to go to heaven. It's like, by whose standard? Yeah. yeah have you ever stolen? Have you ever lied? Any of those things, if you've done one of those things, yeah. you've sinned enough to go to hell. <laughs> and, and so it's like Jesus created this bar that nobody can reach. And that's the standard we use. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Number four, religion runs in family. If we ask you about your religion, there's a 99% chance that you follow the religion of your family because that's what you have been taught. But what is your understanding of how to worship God? All you know is derived from your ancestors and it has been in the generations. You did not analyze the facts to decide which religion goes with your definition of God. The mere scenario of tightly bound family religion questions the truth in it because you can analyze facts but not fables. It can also be seen as a belief sustained by social pressure or even threats. The whole idea of religion seems scary now. Yikes. Number three. (laughs) Okay, this this is like a big kind of question I had too. Like if I was born into a Muslim family, would I be Muslim right now? Yeah. And then, so I look at that and I, yeah, probably. But also... I was born in a Christian family and I have decided I'm not just going to follow this because my family does. I'm going to look at other religions, see what they have to say and then see and like make sure for myself what I believe is the right thing through research and like reading different like, I mean, forms of like, or looking into different religions pretty much. And like what it boils down to is like, if you really look into it, Christianity is the one that prevails all the other ones in like truth and it doesn't like contradict itself in a way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I also want to start this off by saying, like, I was born into a family. I was lucky enough to be born into a family that, first of all, is in the U.S. where we have freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
we really like to express that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, second, a family that isn't that is unsuppressive doesn't really. I wouldn't say doesn't care what I believe. They care what I believe, but they they, they don't, don't force you to believe. Yeah, they don't force yeah. me to believe something certain. They are Christian, but I made the choice on my own to accept Christ, and I I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go as far as to say that we believe it in the same way because mm-hmm. I still argue sometimes with my parents about um, what the word of God actually is. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, look at Wolfgang. He's family. Oh, dude. I even wrote it down my notes. I'm like, yeah, like Wolfgang. His family's <laughs> fully atheist, raised atheists, but he made the choice to follow God. Guess what? Same thing for me. And, and for you, Kyle, we made the choice to follow God. Oh, 100%. And there's so many, like, stories of Muslims who convert to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess, I guess some people just kind of accept the tradition of their religion. They don't really yeah. believe it, but they just follow the tradition to be relevant to their family, but I guess. I, I do agree that whatever religion you're born into, you're probably It's hard to get out of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that statistic was true. No, I, I think that's all. just I think that's just an expression. I yeah, ninety nine percent. And it's like he didn't ask me. Yeah, like it's like where, when you're <laughs> where did we get that? It's stuff. like when you're having a conversation. It's like there's a ninety nine percent chance that like you are privileged. It's like yeah. that kind of thing. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> like where are your facts? <laughs> I, and actually, that's one thing that I like to point out too. Is he's like we have the ability to scientifically analyze facts. And I'm like, that's the whole point in choosing <laughs> like what, like how you follow God. And that's why so many people are like, like, I don't think I've ever met somebody who was like, well, I used to be Christian and now I'm a Muslim. It's like, that doesn't happen because yeah. what happens think, is yeah. you analyze the facts and the yeah. facts point to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Number three, <laughs> no evidence of existence. Largely saying there's not much evidence to prove the existence of God. Well, can, if can God we is there, then why is there no... Y'all can't see it. Wait, yeah, I mean, you probably can because it might be edited on top. Go watch the YouTube if you want to see the visuals to yeah, this. But they're like Doctor Strange clips in there. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, you didn't notice yeah, that? Go back. Just, like shot. Yeah. yeah that, oh, it is. There's not much <laughs> evidence to prove the existence of God. Well, if God is there, then why is there no proof of him being there? That kind of puzzles us. Talking of the evidences that somehow prove that such a power exists can also not be trusted. When put under examination, these evidences fail to support the argument. Also, the idea of a large number of atheists circling the world is beyond us. Since God exists, why didn't he prove himself to us? Number two. It's kind uh, of funny because a lot of these questions we've already answered. Exactly. He just had to find 10 questions that sounded different so he could... It, he's getting a little bit uh, repetitive. The, yeah, no, but not, not just that. I do want to actually answer this yeah. one, though, because he yeah. says, like, why didn't God prove himself to us as if God is, like, gone or something? He did. Yeah. His name's Jesus. <laughs> he died on the cross for yeah. us. And he came down. Yeah. He, was about here, he was here for about 30 years, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I mean, look up Mr. Crunch. This is for you. Like, look up all the prop, or, yeah, all the prophecies that have been fulfilled, because that right there is proof. And it's it's not based off the Bible again. This is historical records that aren't the Bible. Obviously, it's in the Bible as well. But these are historical truths that show that things that were prophesied. Jesus, for example. What was prophesied thousands of years before he came, and then he fulfilled those by doing exactly what was laid out in the Bible. 
So, um, and, and it was stuff out of his control, right? Except he's God. But if you don't believe that, if he's just a man, stuff out of his control, like not having his bones broken, um, it was literally like they were about to break his bones and they're like, no, we think he's dead already. And then bam, they decided not to break his bones, which was a fulfills the prophecy. <laughs> yeah. It was like he was, it said in Isaiah that his, not, not a single bone of his body would be broken. Um, and typically when you are hanging on the cross, they break your legs so that you suffocate Jesus. They were about to break his legs and then they're like, wait, we think he's already dead. Checked him. He was already dead. And so, Every other person who's been crucified, broken legs. Jesus, not broken legs. Like, that's that's just one of the very small, small prophecies that was fulfilled by him. Yeah, can you also rewind a little bit? There was another part of the question I wanted to... A little more? Uh, a little more. The argument. Also, the idea of a large number of atheists circling ah. the world is... Be- he says the idea of a large number of atheists circling the world is beyond us. Um, well, I think you could say the same about Christianity, right? Yeah, the idea of the, the amount of times the Bible has been world. tried to dispute, like the amount of times the religion has been suppressed and tried to be like get, get like people trying to get rid of Christianity. Yeah, when uh, one who doesn't believe in God would say that, like, oh, the fact that there are the atheists, that's enough to prove to me that there is no God. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I could say the same about. It's pretty much just sh- social proof he's talking about here. Is like, yeah, I could say the same about. Must be true. <laughs> I could say the same about following Christ. Like the fact that I have. But like all my best friends are followers and there are other followers around the world that must mean that he's real and i don't think that's a good a good point on either side no. that's that's all i wanted to say okay yeah, i like that point. and like also just people don't want to believe in christianity sometimes because things they've done in their past they don't think that can be redeemed through forgiveness because it's too bad in a way i feel like sometimes too or are they doing things that aren't good now and they want to keep doing those things and if exactly. this is true they can't pers- keep pursuing that yeah number two common consent one of the major reasons for believing in the existence of the supreme power is that most people believe it is it even logical to say that since a phenomenon is accredited by the majority it must be true we doubt that let's compare it to slavery that was believed to be acceptable back in the day but with time okay, it was found to be that. a faulty practice <laughs> Same is the case with God's presence, that is believed by many. But is that proof in itself? Number one, no growth in- God doesn't change, that's the whole point. Yeah. We can't change with our Hebrews 13.8 Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But are we slaves to Jesus Christ? No. Find that out in the next episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and again, it says, just because most people believe that God exists, that's why you're believing it? Like, again- the reason we believe it is because we've analyzed the facts. Exactly. We've looked at the Bible. Uh, we've looked at things that aren't in the Bible. And this is the conclusion we've come to. Number one, no growth in religion. When we look at the world around us, we realize that a decade ago, there had been so many things that we had no knowledge about, but are now a part of our life. That's how we have evolved and our knowledge about science. But can we apply the same thing to God? We guess no, not, because change. we're we still stuck with beliefs and facts <laughs> we, we just, that have been in circulation for yeah, centuries. Facts, Our knowledge yes. about the God and religion has not improved, which is rather thought-provoking. If God exists, then why is it that we are still vague about what he's like? Do you have any counterclaims? What do you believe in, science or God? 
Tell us in the comments. I'm, I'm just, glad he okay. asked us if we have any Fantastic. counterclaims. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the opportunity. I mean, but we just answered this with Hebrews 13.8. And also, Wolfgang said it best in his in our earlier episode where he discussed how science and religion, or science and God, are not enemies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. He's like, like, what do you believe in, science or God? And it's like, both. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, he's talking about here, why does God not change with our i guess change with the world change with the world change with our culture and it's like if god changed with the culture it obviously wouldn't be truth because like oh, you can't like i mean the more like was it yeah jehovah or like what's the um christian like or like the mormons believe that like in like having multiple wives was a good thing mm-hmm. and then they kind of changed their perception of that through culture mm-hmm. which kind of like goes to show that like that that's not really what you want to be doing is changing your religion for culture because that just kind of proves that it's not truth. Yeah. And if God is true, then he'd, he's not going to change with what we humans think is right or wrong. If his word is perfect, he's not going to change it. Yeah. Yeah. And although like our understanding of God can grow deeper, mm-hmm. um, but it doesn't change who God is. It can go deeper through what we already have, which is the Bible. Exactly. It can't mm-hmm. go deeper through new. I mean, it, it kind of can, can go deeper with newfound evidence that kind of proves the Bible. Like I just talked about, like ocean like, currents and stuff like scrolls, that. That kind of proves the Bible. Yeah. yeah. But if it's things that are gay, being gay is okay, that's now part of God's will. That's what a lot of like progressive Christians are trying to do mm-hmm. is change God's outlook on modern beliefs that they think are right. So. Uh, and then we also just want to talk about, like, obviously this guy had only six minutes to talk about all these things, and we kind of probably took, like, a half hour, like, yeah. countering all these. So it's not really, I guess, fair for him. But these were some pretty pitiful questions to disprove Christianity. <laughs> um, stop texting. It's, it's making the sound of the hey, podcast. <laughs> stop texting. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's the thing. It, it would be so much more enlightening to have whoever wrote this up uh sit with us yeah and talk about it and and have a discussion about it um because he's just posing a 30 second question and then we are dissecting destroying him crushing him i mean we didn't i didn't research much for this either so like we're kind of just combating him with what we already know i mean matthew wrote down a few things but like obviously these answers have super detailed answers and like certain bible verses say this and this so we could obviously answer this more detailed but just with uh, with our like knowledge we can just as a christian like know that these are false claims yeah so i think that wraps it up for this episode um i, I so just much, have Kyle. to say yeah sorry you didn't get me still <laughs> believe in god yeah i'm wondering like who's the target audience well, you know, the sad thing is you look in the comments and so many people are agreeing with him and be like, okay, yeah, this just proves to me that Jesus isn't real. How nice. dare you say that? Damn. So, like, he turned people away from Jesus, which yeah. is really sad. Yeah. Now you're going to hell. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Aiden, Aiden stop. We're having a, a deep moment right here. We ah, to, 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 ah. <laughs> just type in the keyboard. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for watching. Go check out our merch. Go follow us on YouTube if you want to see the visuals to any of these. Don't forget um, to like also, subscribe. if you have any debunking ep- or videos for us to watch, yeah. send them our way. This, any this questions? Is, this is a new thing I like doing. Yeah, debunk. Christians do like react. Yeah, maybe like uh, every once in a while sort of thing. Like Christians yeah. react. I feel like uh, Ben Shapiro. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Ben. <laughs> Been a real when ben, ben, when you subscribe, like you're a huge inspiration. <laughs> when you subscribe. <laughs> <Yeah>. when- <laughs>